Live from Nashville, Tennessee, this is the Campfire Cafe on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. Tennessee. I'm your host, Gary Holtz, and in Albuquerque, New Mexico, I'm joined by my co-host, Miss Bobby Bell. Good morning, Bobby. Good morning, Gary. Yes, welcome to today's show. You had a, quite a night last night. Are you, are you willing to share a little bit about it with us? <laughs> uh, well, we had a great night last night. Uh, I'm president of the uh, International Western Music Association, Tennessee chapter. 
And so we were able to bring a little Western music to Music City last night at the Bluebird Cafe. And uh, we had a 90-minute show there, and it was just fantastic. The audience from around the world really enjoyed it, and uh, and the performers all had a great time, too. So it was, it was just a cool deal. And we look forward to going back. That's, that would be a whole lot I, of fun. But, you know, that's the world-famous Bluebird mm-hmm. Cafe. And I, I was been following on Facebook as you've been posting about this event, and tickets sold out amazingly fast. I thought amazingly fast. <laughs> <laughs> they were gone in an hour. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Pretty cool. Wow, so cool. But we who, had, who a, we had a great time. Who was with you last Bobby night? Bobby Marquez Sorry. was there, and the farmer and Odell, Adele were there, and uh, that's Grace Adele and Keenan Wade, and then of course my wife Mary Kay Holt was there. So we what had a, a great time. It was yeah. uh, it was a in the round music uh, songwriters uh, show, and so it was just a ton of fun. And the stories were great, and the audience was great, and uh, and we've got a guest joining us from Texas today. But I got to tell you, my wife was born in Texas. Bobby is from Texas, born in Texas, and uh, the Texans were in the house last night. So it was a hoot, <laughs> uh, you know, enjoying all of those folks and, and uh, getting a little rousing holler or two from the Texan crowd. So that was kind of fun. But who is our guest today on the show? We've got a Texan joining us today. We do. We have Alex Dormont of the Hot Texas Swing Band coming back to the show. We're so eager to talk with Alex and catch up with him. And who do you have on the second hour? We're going to be talking with our good buddy, Mr. Robert Eversold. He was absent last month, but he's back this month. So we're going to have a great time visiting with Robert. And so just uh, climb in the saddle, take a deep seat, and get ready to ride with us on Equestrian Legacy Radio today. Right now, let's take a listen to a great song from the Hot Texas Swing Band. It's called Devin on My Tail. When we come back, we'll be talking with Alex Dormont.
Bobby Jean, and good good to see you, or talk to you anyway. And Gary, uh-huh. great to be on your show again. Uh, it, it did my heart good to hear hear that on the, on the radio. Thank you. Well, great to have you back with us. Great to have you back with us. So uh, we were talking just a little bit before the show, and we've got around the world people are listening in today. So you are a Texan now, but you were not originally a Texan. So where was home for you? Uh, well, I was born in New York City, believe it or not. I grew up in Stamford, Connecticut, but I, I moved my way west to go to college in Beloit, Wisconsin. And then uh, my my buddy, uh, John Ely, uh, came to Austin first, and he said, come on down, it's great here. And, uh, of course, he played with the Sleep at the Wheel for about 10 or 15 years. And so I came here in 1977, and I've felt very at home ever since. I wouldn't even think about moving any other place, so. Took oh, wow. me a while, but I found my home. Wow. Well, it's kind of funny because you know Don Edwards was uh, was a Yankee too, and he moved to Texas as quick as he could. I think he was like fifteen or sixteen or something when he moved. <clears throat> but you Texans, I mean, you kind of stick together because we were talking about earlier that we did a show in Nashville last night at the Bluebird, and there were a ton of Texans, and uh, right. they let it be known. They let it be. Known. Oh yeah. <laughs> it must be something in the air or the water or the soil. I don't know, but we're very proud down here. Oh, well, in, 
Uh, yeah, and something liquid, I'm sure. I'm not sure. Yeah, something liquid. Uh. <laughs> well, a lot, a lot of great music happens here. Of course, Austin is the live music capital of the world. and um, So, uh, you know, I, I can go hear uh, about 50 or 100 different bands every day if I want to. Yeah, yeah, that is so cool. That is so cool. So tell us a little bit about your musical background. How did you get started in music? And, and tell us a little bit about your music in Texas. Before the hot takes. Sure. Sure. Well, when I was in uh, fifth grade, uh, I got my grandfather's uh, violin. It wasn't a fiddle yet. And I uh, took violin lessons. Of course, uh, I learned how to read music a little bit. And, but it wasn't quite my cup of tea. It wasn't until I got to college and pulled out that old violin and made it into a fiddle that I that I found, uh, you know, my uh, path in music. So uh, the, my freshman year in college, uh, there was a bluegrass band in my dorm. And they had a banjo, mandolin, and a bass, and a guitar, but they didn't have a fiddle player, so I fit right in. So uh, after oh, I, that, um, oh. I heard I heard I heard about Western Swing from uh, my buddy uh, Hank Seifert, who's uh, Ray Benson's brother. So he turned me on uh-huh. to Sleep at yeah. the Wheel and Commander Cody and and Bob Wills, of course. And then uh, uh, I moved to Texas because that's where it all got started, Western Swing, of course. And uh, been blessed since then to. Uh, have played with uh, the likes of Ace in the Hole and uh, Don Walzer, and uh, those are my early years before we had kids. I, I uh, uh, Grace and I uh, had two beautiful children, and uh, so uh, I had to get off the road, so I, I concentrated on music lessons for about 15 years, and uh, then when they went off to college, uh, I felt free to start my own band, the Hot Texas Swing Band, and, and so start writing my music. Uh, I hadn't written many songs before then, but I was a band leader, and I was committed to original music, so wanted to be unique, so I uh, started writing songs, and I've written about 45 of them since then, and five albums, I just wanted to go. <laughs> so, wow, wow. Been, been quite wow. a journey. And, yeah, it has been. And, of course, Devil in My Tail, as Bobby mentioned, was the 2021 Western Music Association Western Swing Album of the Year. And we're going to get to one yeah. of the songs from that album album right now it's one called sway and uh who's who's the lead singer on this one alex uh selena rosenbaum sings this one she's uh she shares that uh female vocalist here with liz morphus our other female vocalist but selena sings this one sway all right this is beautiful song it's a great song let's take a listen we'll come back and talk more with alex in just a moment on the campfire cafe
Texas Swing Band, not your granddad's swing, that's for sure. <laughs> oh, Alex, as I listen to this piece again, and I hear the trumpet, and I think a flugelhorn, do I hear, and sax? Um, uh, there is sax what? and trumpet, yeah. Yeah, well, this, is, um, this is such a great song. You have an amazing band. Uh, Kat Clemens is someone on guitar just to watch. I, I can't take my yeah. eyes off him when I see you all live. Yeah, yeah. You want to just talk a little bit about your your band and maybe how you how you met? And uh, It's just a sure. remarkable group of musicians. Well, well, thank you, yeah. Well, let's start with Selena. She's an original member. We've been around about 11 years now, and she's been with me since the very beginning. Um, uh, Kat, uh, joined about, uh, eight years ago and, uh, playing guitar. And then, uh, we, uh, had Rick McRae in the early days there on guitar. Uh, and we have, we have JD, uh, nowadays uh, on guitar. Kat's pretty busy with a bunch of other bands. So, uh, you know, in, in Austin, everyone's always in uh, two or three bands. So, uh, we have a deep <laughs> bench, like I said, but, uh, um, yeah, we've, we've, uh, fiddle, of course, that's Eric Hokanen on, on that, uh, cut, but, uh, Billy Curtis plays with us now. You got to have a fiddle in the band if you're in Texas, of course. And uh, but but, but uh, we we like to feature the horns when we can. Um, you know that's mm-hmm. a big part of Western swing. Of course, Bob Wills had a, had a big band back in the late '30s when everyone else did. So uh, trumpet and sax uh, are featured with our band. You know we're basically uh, a jazz with country instruments, but uh, uh, we we like to keep those <laughs> horns in there. And then, and then uh, mm-hmm. drums, of course, is good for good for dancing. We're we're basically a dance band, just like Bob Wills was. We play a lot of dance halls. You know, we play a lot of shows too. But our music is uh, was uh, made for dancing, and uh, the, the dancers love us. So they all turn mm-hmm. out when we uh, at all, all of our gigs. So that is a that is just a great um, version of that song. Um, the next song that we're going to play, I believe, is uh, the title track from um, a previous album, Ain't Dead Yet. And I'd love you to tell us a little bit, because you wrote this song, and um, I would love you to tell us a little bit about the songwriting process and and what inspired you to write this song. Sure, sure. Well, um, the, I love it when the muse comes to visit me. Uh, I had the song title in my head, Ain't Dead Yet for a long time and I was didn't know how quite how to use it so my wife and I were hiking around in Shannon Rock State Park which is in the Texas Hill Country here outside of Fredericksburg and we looked up in the sky and there were some uh, turkey vultures up there uh, seven of them as I recall circling around and they were looking at us and we were looking at them and they looked pretty hungry and <laughs> thirsty and 
<laughs> and so uh, there, there it was. Uh, the song basically wrote itself. So uh, ain't dead yet. It has uh, more meaning for me now than ever. So. All right. Well, let's take a listen to "Ain't Dead Yet," one of my favorites. And we're listening to uh, the Hot Takes Swing Band and talking with Alex Dormont today on the Campfire Cafe. Seven boats are circling above me They're getting so upset They're hungry for some fresh meat But I ain't dead yet Yes, I'm getting mighty, mighty weary I'll get up and go done get But I got lots of fight left No, I ain't dead yet That old sun is way up high It's in the sky I'm getting kind of dry I'll just keep on pushing on Ain't gonna hang my head and cry There's still seven boats are circling above me They're getting so upset They'll have to find death somewhere else Cause I ain't dead yet Circling above me, getting so upset. They'll have to find death somewhere else, cause I ain't dead yet. above me they're getting so upset they'll have to find death somewhere else cause I ain't dead yet no I ain't dead yet no I ain't dead yet <laughs> one of my favorite songs ain't dead yet I just can visualize those vultures circling around yeah. out there Oh, it's one of well, the first you mentioned things... Alex. Yeah, go ahead, Bobby. I was just going to say it's one of the first things my husband and I say to each other in the morning when we're waking hey, up. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what's your name? What's my name? Well, we ain't dead yet. Oh, jeez. <laughs> hilarious. That is hilarious. Yeah. Well, you had mentioned uh, before we started playing that song that, that ain't dead yet meant a little bit more to you now than it did before. So. Tell us a little bit about the health situation that you had. 
first of the year. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Glad to. Um, yeah, well, of course, I'm getting older, and everyone is, so it, that means a little more every day. But uh, uh, a year ago today, I actually had uh, brain surgery. Um, uh, a tumor had popped up. It was uh, luckily benign. It was called meningioma. And so uh, I got it taken out a year Hello? ago today. Wow, yeah. And I've been on. The, and I've been on a gradual recovery path ever since then. So uh, it was, uh, the tumor was about the size of a golf ball. Uh, unfortunately, it had grown oh, that wow. big, uh, but they got, but they got it all out and uh, stitched me back up. And uh, unfortunately, it was in the motor strip part of the brain. So uh, I've been having the last year. I've been having to learn to walk again. So you might have seen pictures of me with a walker. Uh, it's been yeah, a little yeah. slow, but uh, you know, uh, gradual recovery. Uh, luckily, I get better every day. People ask me how I'm doing. I say just a little better every day. So, mm-hmm. and it's true. That's great. That is great. Well, and I think that. During this period of time, maybe you've been doing some more writing. I have, yeah, I've I've written probably about nine or ten new songs. Uh, usually, uh, out of the twelve or thirteen tracks on the, on our five albums, about half of them are originals. But uh, I've written so many that it's going to be all originals, except for I got to put one Johnny Gimble tune in there. He's my hero, uh-huh. and he lived right here, mm-hmm. right here in Dripping Springs. Of course, played with Bob Wills and the Texas Playboys. He's a great songwriter too, and uh, we've featured. Uh, uh, one of his songs on each of our five previous albums. So this next album, we're going to put a Gardenia Waltz on there, his, uh, his famous waltz that uh, uh, got played at his induction ceremony into the Country Music Hall of Fame there in Nashville. So, uh, oh, wow. yeah, looking forward to uh, getting back in the studio probably the fall um, uh, and uh, making a new album. So that'll be number six. Oh, wow. Well, we're looking forward to a new album. Can't wait mm-hmm. to get that in our hands. But uh, right now, yes. right now, let's play another song from uh, from the CD. It's called "Cry Me a River," and we'll be back and talk more with Alex in just a moment. And I'm still seeing those vultures circling. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be right back. This is "Cry Me a River." Yeah. Remember all that you said 
trail if you were sitting out on the dance before this one would bring you to the floor right <laughs> um mm-hmm. alex oh, yeah. tell us which vocalist um we just heard yeah that's selena rosenbaum okay yeah, that gives, me goose, gives me okay. goosebumps every time oh <laughs> she is amazing I here that song. are fabulous it's, that's such a fabulous version of that song. You know, Alex, um, we might have touched on this already, but when you are putting an album together and you're deciding on the set list or the playlist, how you, you choose such wonderful songs to, to do as the covers. Tell, can you tell us a little bit about kind of how you decide um, how you decide to 
how you decide that. <laughs> yeah, sure. Well, um, like I said, uh, we always have to have uh, six or seven originals on each album because we are, you know, uh, committed to original music. But then we we put in our favorite songs. So, uh, you know, whatever uh, whatever we're doing at the live shows that seems to get the biggest response. Of mm-hmm. course, uh, I got to do one one Johnny Gimble song on every album, and uh, we we uh, feature Cindy Walker, of course, as a songwriter for many mm-hmm. albums. But uh, you know, um, that song has always uh, touched my heart since I've been a child. Uh, Julie London, of course, sang the original, and uh, yeah, and so uh, just just you know, whatever is, is uh, what I want to kind of push out there, and whatever is, is making the audiences uh, either get on the dance floor or. Uh, you know, feel those uh, song emotions. So uh, do, it's a hard choice. Do, od- do audience members kind of yell out, you know, what, what they want to hear next? And do they stump you sometimes? Or do you always like, oh, yeah, we know that one? <laughs> uh, well, well, we do ask for requests. And uh, usually we know them, actually. Um, so, so uh, you know, the audience members, like when we play Green Hall, the oldest dance hall in Texas, we get people from all over the world there. And they're they're here to they're there to hear the music, so of course they appreciate everything. Um, but you know we'll we'll throw in uh, some uh, old country shuffles, you know Ray Price, Johnny Bush kind of stuff, you know. But uh, everyone loves a waltz, so we always try to put in lots of waltzes, and we gotta do a few polkas in there. Uh, and if if people are swing dancing, then we throw in more of that. So uh, we I generally uh, we have a set list, but. Um, we we make uh, audibles. We call audibles all the time. You know, depending on the audience reaction, and yeah. and if, so, if somebody sh- somebody uh, shouts out something, we know we'll be glad glad to do it. You walk across Texas is always a big hit. So uh-huh. Uh, uh-huh. we that that that's a often requested song that's not on the set list, but we'll do it if people ask for it. Do you have any sense of how many songs you you know you know? I mean, what's your <laughs> what's the discography <laughs> in your mind of how many? <laughs> Sure. How many well, a, 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 well, a typical four-hour gig like at Green Hall is uh, about 50 songs on the set list, and then we'll do about another 10 that aren't on the set list. So, uh, But we, we could probably play for, you know, 20 or 30 hours without repeating a song. Oh, wow. We've been a band for, <laughs> we've been a band for 11 years, so, uh, you know, and all the different bands we've been in, you know, uh, we we might not be quite so tight on the the, the fifth, 500th song, but <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> uh, 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 so so we always like to feature lots of Bob Wills, um, and, mm-hmm, but he had mm-hmm. such a, a amazing. I mean, he recorded you know probably 500 songs, so lots to choose right. from. But San Antonio Rose and Faded Love are two of his uh, his favorites, and uh, we, we we like to feature mm-hmm. Roger Miller too. He's he was a great songwriter that was born in Texas too. So uh, well, you know, hear that, King of the Road, hear that Texas, of the Road is always a crowd. That Texas pride, that Texas pride, just keeps coming out. Yeah. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. If, if somebody's <laughs> so born when, here, we we claim them, even if they moved away. You know. <laughs> right. right. So, so I think when, George Jones is actually I'm, born I'm in amazed. I, I just wanted to mention you were talking about all the songs that you know, and and last night Charlie McCoy, a great harmonica player was inducted yeah. into the uh, Grand Ole Opry. He became a member. I'm not sure what member he is, but he became a member. And they were talking today that Charlie has recorded on over 30,000 records. Oh, my God. Wow. 30,000 <laughs> records. I mean, That's Charlie amazing. McCoy is just, you know, 
Yeah. Can, yeah, yeah. Can you imagine that? I don't even know how you keep oh, up with harmonics. Well, uh, you know, mm-hmm. going to work every day, you know, for 40 or 50 years, it adds up. Well, Johnny Gimble was like yeah. that, too, of course. He was the, the number one call. You know, when Paul McCartney came to town and Nashville, that is, and he wanted to record a country yeah. album and he wanted a fiddle player for Sally G, Johnny Gimble was his natural choice. So, mm-hmm. And wow. Charlie McCoy has been, been, wow. been there for forever. So, uh, you know, I, I yeah, think Charlie's first time I heard, probably now. heard him. Mm. I think the first time I probably heard him was on Nashville Skyline, Bob Dylan's album that came out in 71. But wow. uh, I've been a fan yeah. ever since. Yeah, just, just amazing, 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 amazing. Well, I want to get to another song because you're pretty amazing yourself, fella. And, uh, and well, thank you. You are too. The music you're churning, churning out. Well, thank you. The music you're churning out is awesome. This is one that was a great song. It's called My Heart Will Always Be in San Antonio. you want to tell us anything about this one and who's on this with you? Yeah, it was written by Rick McRae, our, our buddy uh, from San Antonio. So he plays guitar on this along with Kat, and we're real glad the way this turned out. Glad Rick let me sing his song. My, my heart will All right, be here in we go. My heart will always be in San Antonio. It's the hot Texas swing band. be in San Antonio. When I go back, it always feels like home. Was there that I was born and raised with Latin culture's gentle ways. The mission bells in Alamo still linger in my mind and soul when I get tired and want to settle down. I know my Texas roots can still be found They comfort me in memories And dreams of days that used to be The love that I once left behind Still has me yearning some, you know My heart will always be in San Antonio When I get back I never more will roam I'll see her there where we will share A little hacienda fair My heart will always be in San Antonio
will always be in San Antonio. When I get back, I never more will roam. I'll see her there where we will share a little hacienda fair. My heart will always be down in old San Antonio. and the Hot Texas Swing Band, My Heart Will Always Be in San Antonio from the album Devil on My Tail. So let's see, Alex, what's a good question? Oh, um, <laughs> is there someone that you would love to share the stage with, either have them open for you or you open for them? Or just share a split, you know, a split evening? Anybody you'd just love to perform with? Oh, yeah, sure. Well, um, Sleep at the Wheel, of course, are, are, are our heroes now. Uh, they've been keeping Western Swing alive since uh, for, for 51 years now. Um, mm-hmm. Ray wow. Benson uh, uh, has, has kept that band together. It's an amazing band. And we'd love to warm up for him sometimes. So, yeah, Sleep at the Wheel. <laughs> that would be my choice. How how about a how about a stage or arena like you know would you love to play Carnegie Hall or you know or is there a um, a dance hall you haven't been invited to yet that you'd really love to play at? Uh, well, Ryman Auditorium would be would be great, uh, uh, but uh, but uh, there's a place in a place in Tulsa called Kane's Ballroom where Bob Wills uh, had a residency for many years. Tulsa, Oklahoma, Kane's Ballroom that comes uh-huh, to mind uh-huh. for sure. Wow. Uh, oh, fun! Um, yeah, but um, we played a lot of good stages in Texas too. So <laughs> I want to give, give, give that Texas plug again. Yeah, we you just know, can't a lot of great... Texas out of that boy. <laughs> well, um, the next uh, song that Gary has planned is another favorite of mine from Devil on My Tail, and this one is Night Rider. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that song? Sure. Well, um, my wife and I were traveling in Europe. We were actually uh, in Norway uh, a few summers ago, and I got woken up in the middle of the night by the sound of a, of a, some kind of engine, maybe a motorcycle, and it, it was just uh, went right down below our window and then faded off in the distance, and it inspired me to write this song. Of course, I made the, I made the motorcycle into a horse, probably. So, uh, <laughs> <Of course. laughs> got to get the horse in there every almost every song. There you go. But uh, you know the the mystery the mystery of it uh, was the emotion. Mm-hmm. You, you know every song has to have a, an emotion that it's anchored in, and so the the, the emotion here is mis- is mystery, and uh, uh, of course it, uh, every song's got to have a boy and a girl. So I put the, the the boy and the girl in there, and Selena sings this one as well. So. Real proud of this song, the way it turned out and the way Selena sings it. All right, let's take a listen to Night Rider. We'll be back in just a moment. Quiet stillness at midnight. Silvery moons on high. Sudden clamor coming from the distance. Beneath my window passing by. Night Rider. Oh 
Knight Rider, that's the Hot Takes the Swing Band, and we're talking with Alex Dormont today. So, Alex, when are you heading to Nashville to perform? I mean, we need you here. <laughs> <laughs> well, we haven't gone that direction yet. We usually tour uh, New Mexico and Colorado. We got all the way out to California one year. But, uh, yeah, um, maybe the next couple of years, you know, uh, I'm sure the band would love to go to Nashville. I know there's a lot of good places to play. My my buddies up there, I, I keep up with them on Facebook, of course. So, yeah, um, uh, we used to go see uh, at the Station Inn. We used to see the Time Jumpers all the time. When my mm-hmm. son was in college, he went to Belmont, Belmont up there. I, I understand, yeah. uh, And I, I understand they've, they, they've moved over to 3rd and Lindley, apparently. 3rd and Lindley. Yeah. Yeah, we, we, we saw the Time Jumpers up there. That, those, that's another one of my heroes. That's, that's a great band. Can't forget mm-hmm. uh, that band. West, when you talk about Western they Swing, that, that's a great band. Uh, great, you know, uh, we we'd love to play the Blue, Bluebird Cafe sometime. <laughs> glad your show went well. Glad glad your show went well last night. Bringing a full circle here. Uh, yeah, we had a, we had a ball. We had a ball last night. But that's a pretty small room too. I mean, people don't realize how small the room is. Yeah. Well, you know, there, we, we often do uh, duos or trios. We we often do duo or trio gigs too. Um, you know, if the if the venue or the budget uh, requires, we we can uh, we right. can feature our songwriting or we can feature the you know our big big band dance too. So we go either way. All right, mm-hmm. all right, mm-hmm. all right. Well, you have absolutely been a phenomenal guest to have on the show, and I'm glad that you're doing well. So we'll keep you in our thoughts and prayers, and and uh, uh, look forward to having Thank the you. new album that comes out. Are you going to be at the uh, Western Music Convention this year? Uh, you know, I don't know if I can make it. Uh, we, we haven't flown anywhere in a couple of years, and, uh, you know, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm starting to learn how to walk again, but I'm not sure about negotiating all the airports. So, so well, you know, to be mm-hmm. determined, let me put it that way. Um, mm-hmm. I, I am going to uh, enter uh, in a songwriting contest. I've got oh, a new good. song called, called Coyote Symphony. you got to hear a Coyote Symphony. Oh, oh I like Oscar it. Rose, I like it. Oh, I, Oh yeah, and I, and I also uh, n- another teaser. I also wrote a song called Rio Grande, so uh, oh, maybe, wow. maybe I'll en- 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 enter those. You know, I've always uh, been in love with that river, as, uh, and uh, it's a real meaningful river. Of course, when it starts in Colorado, goes through New Mexico and then Texas. So, um, right. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll see. Uh, you know, I'd love to go to Albuquerque if we can. Well, we'd love to see you there. So now I'm going to be thinking about Ain't Dead Yet and Coyotes. <laughs> and uh, and I've yeah, seen you bet. the buzzard circling, and I've heard the Coyote Symphony as well. There you go. So, well, you know, animals yeah. are always so good, Alex, good subjects. Well, they are good subjects, and, and, and the horses as well, and the horses as well. So, yeah, well, tell sure. everybody where they can find your music and and keep up with where you're going to be performing. Where we, where will you be performing next? I think you've got a gig coming right up, don't you? Um, well, yeah, yeah. We we always play at uh, Central Market, a grocery store in Austin, every second Friday, and they they uh, push back the tables and make a big dance floor, and then we've got a swing dance at the Dripping Springs Library where I live, and uh, what else we got coming up? A uh, swing society dance in San Antonio, and. Uh, I always uh, do farmers markets in Dripping Springs and the local nursing home, so um, try oh, wow. to keep it busy. Uh, you know, I, I, a lot of a lot of my gigs are for service, of course, but um, 
we try to get the, as big of a band as we can all the time. Uh, we have six pieces when we play at Central Market, and Green Hall is uh, six pieces too. Um, yeah, go to hottexaswingband.com to find out all your uh, latest gig information and uh, keep up with the band, hottexaswingband.com. All right. And buy the music. Get the music because you'll want to have this music. So We look forward to having you come back, and uh, make sure we get that album when it comes out. Back oh, you'll be the first one. That for sure. Thank you, thank you. Yeah. So we're going to close out this segment with uh, "Sunset on the Sage." Anything that you'd like to tell us about this? Yeah. Well, um, this was first recorded uh, in 1973 at the Armadillo World Headquarters by Commander Cody and the Lost Planet Airmen. Bill Kirchner still sings it, and uh, I've loved the song ever since I first heard it back in the 70s. So. Uh, we put it on the album. Uh, we featured a, a duet between me and Selena. So um, it's it's a great song. A little, little bit of cowboy here, but it was, it's a modern cowboy song, mm-hmm. though. So it sounds like an old one, though. <laughs> All right, well, it is a great song. It's Sunset on the Sage. And Alex Dormont has been our very special guest today on the Campfire Cafe. Alex, thanks so much for being with us. Oh, thank you, Gary, and thank you, Bobby. When the sun sets on the sea, I'll see how do you do. That's when cowboys go to sleep, totally lay you. And my pony will be waiting in the dust for me. Say adios when the sun sets on the
Legacy Radio Network. When we come back, we'll be talking with the infamous Mr. Trailmeister, Robert Eversole, on Saddle Up America.
That's Wyoming Wind, Mr. Brent Hill. Welcome to Saddle Up America in Nashville, Tennessee. I am your host, Gary Holt. And joining us is our good friend and uh, the infamous. Did you know you were infamous, Robert? The I didn't infamous know infamous, Robert but uh, I'll trouble. take it. <laughs> How are you doing, my friend? Very well. It's warm here now. We're up into the into the 90s. Summer has finally hit in the Pacific Northwest. And now I just want it wow. to be cooler, so I'm just going to complain about everything. <laughs> I guess. Well, it felt great this morning when I got up and took the dogs out. It was like 66 degrees and low humidity, and it felt wonderful. Well, that's but, perfect. Uh, yeah. Yeah, but we'll, we'll be in the 90s today and, and tomorrow, so... I think one day this week we hit 107 for the heat index or something. So it was a little bit. Oh heavens! Yeah, you have there. the humidity yeah. there. We yeah, do our have. humidity is is nice and low, and and, and I like that. <laughs> yeah, I kind of do too. <laughs> but anyway, but you made the choice to move back the skin. to Tennessee. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, if that's what we're going to call the it, skin, the humidity is yeah, good for the skin. Huh? That's good for the skin. Huh? So we missed you, you last go. week. You were out and about and traveling. What was going on with you? What were you up to? I got to tag along with a backcountry horseman. Uh, uh, not so much an adventure, but uh, uh, with a backcountry horseman. Well, Darrell Wallace. I think he used to be on the show when he was the, okay. the chairman of Backcountry Horsemen of America. Yeah, he and uh-huh. I went to a... Uh, uh, area that burned last year and some of the wildfires we had out here and scoped out the work that is going to be done this summer by backcountry horseman crews to, you know, clear and rebuild those trails that were lost in the wildfire. Wow. So, How are the so fires we, out in your part of the country now? Uh, so far, problem? they're really, no, they're, they're, they're pretty ne- negligible so far. We had such a a cool wet spring that everything is you know pushed out a little bit i'm sure we are going to have fires i mean it's starting to dry up now but uh as of right now i don't know of any active wildfires up here um and i hope that continues well i do too i do too so many of our friends have gone through fires and been evacuated once and then twice really been a challenge so far this year earlier than normal in some part right scary stuff scary stuff yeah it is so but it was really interesting to see how uh you know um you know those areas you know how how volunteer groups really work along with forest service and land managers to 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 get those areas back up so when we went in you know last month um it was snowing and raining, um, and there were, you know, no, no no ponies to be had. There was so much downfall, so we, we, we hiked oh, wow. longer than I wanted. I considered that my physical therapy for the ankle for the day, you know. Uh, there you go. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, the trail work that has to be done, you, you think it's just the, the trees that burn and fall over, but there's a lot of tread work that needs to be done after a fire as well. You know, the, the, the roots sometimes burn out. Now you have big gaping holes. Uh, bridges yeah. burn out and have to be rebuilt. You know, not even to, to mention, you know, all the hundreds of trees that have to be, you know, sought out as well. So it's it's quite quite the job. Wow. Wow. 
Well, you know, we're fortunate back here in the east where we don't have those fires quite as often, although we have fires here. And mm-hmm. That's pretty serious in the past. But, uh, man, when you get out west, you just have to, it's not if, it's when. And then how bad. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, when we lived in Ohio, we, we never worried about fire season. And now it's in the back of our mind every year. Really, really. Well, I, I was on your uh, your Facebook page. Early, oh, hooray, and thank and you. looks like, you're welcome, looks like you are working on your packing skills. Yes. Well, you know, last year's packing trips ended with the first one on July 2nd. So mm-hmm. <laughs> not mm-hmm. having thrown, thrown boxes on the girls uh, in, in about a year. Uh, you know, I needed the the, the practice uh, to, to throw a safe hitch, and the girls needed the practice to carry them. So we've been doing that um, because in a week, yeah, just, just over a week, uh, I'm going to be going on the first pack trip of the year up to the uh, Pesaten Wilderness along the Canadian border here in Washington. Uh, and then Celeste and I, the much better half, we are going to <laughs> finish that loop from last year. We're actually going to make it bigger. We're going to go in for, I oh, believe, wow. 18 days. And we're going to do, oh, wow. I, think, I believe it's like 120 miles. So nice, easy days, plenty of time in there for layovers. Um, but, uh, but, but you know, a long trip. Um, so I, I'm, I'm doing everything. Yeah, I'm doing everything I can now to to ensure that we don't have uh, uh, too much excitement on our trip. <laughs> Try to do that, would you please? We yeah, yeah. I really need I'm, too I'm many more excitement. of those exciting trips. Yeah. No kidding. <laughs> so, well, so we've been throwing well. the boxes on the girls and, uh, you know, taking them out, dragging them around. Um, had a couple people over to the house, actually, um, you know, wanting to learn how to how to tie in some loads. I thought that's 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 pretty darn nifty to be able to to share a little bit. You know, I, I've never considered myself a packer. I figure I, I can generally, you know, keep keep stuff on a mule's back. But I've never really considered myself a you know a, a packer or an outfitter. But when people ask if if you can help, it's it's kind of a nice feeling. Well, it is, and you never considered yourself a girth maker either. I don't imagine. Oh, you're so right. Yeah, I I never did. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I still wonder. Uh, oh, but yeah, gosh. the uh, the uh, the cinch clinics. You know, uh, a lot of people have asked. You know, if I would make cinches, you know, to sell them, and you know, I'm not so much into that. But I love showing people how how they can make their own, and that has been such a hoot. To get together with people for a for for a day and you know talk about our ponies as, as we're playing with yarn. So so the, right. the cinch making stuff has just been been a joy, but it takes time, you know. So do I get the ponies legged up? Do I take care of the horses? Do I throw some loads on, or do I make cinches? <laughs> do I make a cinch? Yeah, yeah. Well, right now is not the time for the cinches. That's during the cold weather and the bad weather. Exactly. Now it's time to use the things and get some sweat on them. That's that's exactly right. That is exactly right. So, what trips do you have planned this year, and 
and how are you preparing besides the Pesetin wilderness? Well, uh, we've got the Pesetin, of course. Uh, next next week, I'm going to Montana. I'm going on a fly fishing trip. Uh, we're, we're, oh, really? We're taking, yep, I'm taking the mules, uh, and I am not packing. We're just going to do day rides. <laughs> okay. So we're going to stay right. in the trailer and, and ride, uh, uh, I don't know, hour and a half, two hours uh, each morning, you know, out to, to some of the fishing spots and then, then back in the afternoon. Um, but, yeah, I am going on a backcountry fly fishing trip um, next week, leaving on Sunday for that, get back from that, um, and then I'm hauling hay and then heading into the uh, the Pesaten complex. Um, get back from that. And I think we've got three or four days, and that's when Celeste and I go for, for the long trip, and then it's September. Wow. Where wow. does the time go? Time flies, <laughs> doesn't it? Time flies, doesn't it? It does. So I'm, I'm going to ask you this question. You, you like to fly fish. Uh, you've even mm-hmm. mentioned that you like to catch some. Not only do you fish for them, but you catch them occasionally. So do you have any one, yes. really, yeah, do you have any really interesting recipes for the fish that you no, this is and, and, this and I generally don't eat them. Generally, I really? look at it as, yeah, it's, I think of it as cardio for the fish. Um, yeah, I, I, I generally, you know, put them, put them back in, give them a little exercise, put them back in, and, and have Mountain House later. Wow! So yeah, wow. I, I'm not a big fish cooker. Wow! I'm disappointed. I thought you were. I thought you were really roughing it, catching your. And your food and no not so much you know i mean i i have but i can't say that i have any recipes and and again for the okay. most part you know I'll, I'll let let the guys go let them go back go back to eating bugs and doing their thing look look at them in my right. put them back <laughs> all right my granddaughters yeah. I, appreciate I, you for being a catch and release uh, kind of guy, I guess. yeah yeah i mean yeah, I'm just, you know, I, obviously I, I have caught and, and ate some, and I'm sure I'll do again. You know, if, if 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 I can't release them or they don't survive being caught, you know, then I'll try to cook them up. But, you know, it's, uh, yeah, for the most part, put them back in, let them do their thing. I'm crunchy like that. <laughs> uh-huh. 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 So, but I, I I will have to come up with some fish recipes for uh, for Bobby for for next month. I, I would come up so. with some type of fish recipe, right. and we can I'll tell her how I'm an you. expert fisherman. All right, we'll tell all, her. All we'll I need is that. is one one good picture from next week, right? So there you go. So so that there that'll be go. enough to convince her that I'm an expert fisherman. You'll, and you'll fish be cooker. checking that out. <laughs> But I'm sure. That's right. <laughs> we'll be taking that out. Yeah. Right. So, We're going to listen to a song thanks. about Wickenburg, Arizona. Real oh, where it's quite warm We're going to come back. Yeah, we're going to come back and talk with Robert Eversole, the trailmeister on Saddle Up America in just a minute. But let's listen to this song from Mr. Dan McCorson. <laughs> I rolled into Arizona from my home way back east. I was looking for a rodeo 
maybe ride a hump back east. I climbed up Highway 60, something in me stirred. When I saw the sign ahead, it said, Welcome to Wickenburg. Well, I heard they got some jackpots big enough to blow your mind. All you gotta do is make it through one good eight-second ride. I found a little motel at Frontier Street and 3rd And the sign at the desk said, Welcome to Wickenburg took my money said that she could plainly see. I wasn't from around here, but then she kind of purred, said, good luck, come back and see me, and welcome to Wickenburg. When I drew the rankest critter that stock contractor had, the boys behind the fucking shoot said, man, that draw was bad. He'll jump out to the right. And then he'll spin back around But when you think you're set and pretty He'll put you on the ground Well, I bust off and I was hung up And I fell into the well He walked the length of me And he tore me all to well He turned my face into a plow And as I swallowed dirt the clown who picked me up said, Welcome to Wickenburg. Yeah, welcome to Wickenburg. Well, it was fairly obvious. I wouldn't make no pain. I saw that little gal I met, but she just turned away. I tried to make a smile, but I couldn't, because it hurt. When I passed the next rider, I said, Welcome to Wickenburg. Yeah, welcome to Wickenburg. Mr. Dan McCorson, welcome to Wickenburg. Uh, from his award-winning CD, and uh, welcome back to the show with Mr. Robert Eversole, the trailmeister today. So we've been talking about fishing and eating and packing, and um, I, I want to ask you, Robert, because this is, I think, your seventh year to be on the show, something like that. Gone for seven I, years. I, I, I guess it is. I mean, it, it goes so quick, and it's just always fun. You know, calling and and chatting, so I haven't kept track. That that's a long I think, time. I, think I can't that's right. I, I can't believe you put up with me. Uh, I'm telling you what, longer than some of my marriages have lasted. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh! But anyway, I wanted to ask you because when you first started on the show, you were you were riding a pretty little Palomino. Yes, and LB. now you now you. Yeah, you, now you've tra- changed over to mules. And uh, mm-hmm. so what's the difference for you between riding a, a horse and riding a mule? 
I have now with the mules. I have longer ears to try to peek over. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, I have a lot of people ask, uh, and the big difference for me is that my mules will leave food to be loved on. Uh, I've never had a horse that would do that. Maybe I didn't have the right horse. Don't all, but I just my mules are they're I. I guess I would say they're just more personable than a horse. Uh, I mean, it, I don't. I I never went to the emergency room on my horse, but I've been twice on my mule, so I can't say they're more sure, sure-footed. You know, um, I, I. It's just personal preference, but for me, it's it's the leaving the food to have their ears scratched. Or, or 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 kind of backing up at a at a jog in the paddock to have their butt scratched, and they, mm-hmm. they they come when I hook up the trailer they come to the gate. When I'm working with one, all the others you know gather around. Hey, I, w- I want love too. Um, it's it's just a, a a personal preference kind of thing. I, I guess we just click. They're stubborn and so am I. I don't know. <laughs> I wasn't uh, going to say that. I was. Yeah. Gonna say that, but there you, you go. Did, so that's all right. Uh, I I went there. Um, I yeah. Uh, I I can't say that I treat my mules differently than than my horses. We just we just click a little bit. Uh, I I'm I'm not I'm not so militant on the mule side that that I think they're the the best thing since sliced bread. I, I think a good mule and a good horse, you know, they're 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 equal. <laughs> there you go. There you go. I'm still a horse fan, but that's the last yeah. rods that I slammed it, doesn't she? She does. She does. And you know, they make a great little team, uh, Celeste and Minning. Um and they just do their thing and, and it works out great. I've been I've been trying to get Celeste to, to, to ride that new little mule, the little Icelandic mule. Uh-huh. Uh, not working? Because I, uh, not so much. Not so much. And now this time of the year, you know, Coco's only worn the pack saddle for the most part. But uh, right. but I told Celeste the other day we were we were just going around the local park. And, 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 and I don't know if it, this is fit for uh, – for, for family radio or not, but I told Celeste, I said you need to start riding the little cocoa mule because I want because when I follow you on the trail, I want to say that I'm following my wife's ass. There you go. There you go. <laughs> so, but but no, she 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 likes her horse. Works out real well, and. Uh, and and you know it's whatever works for for whomever. Um, and but yeah, I, I I do like my mules. My my first mule was was Ellie, you know, and she's still my main pack right. mule. And it was Ellie that that really um, cemented my, my 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 love for the for the long ears. Uh, you know, when I first got her. Um, you know, after we we figured each other out a little bit, they I, I believe they take longer to uh, decide you're okay than a horse. Um, but but once they decide, um, you know that 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 you're okay, 
you know, she would, and she still does. She kind of has this little backwards trot kind of thing to have her have her bum scratched, uh, huh. and and that just that means a lot. And and like I said, you know, I've never had a horse that will leave food to be loved on, but all of the mules will. Um, you know, little things like that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I had one that I had one that would leave his food, and he would come to me anywhere. You know, well, there you go. I had others that. You know, I had others that when they saw the trailer come in, they'd run and hide somewhere. So Right. That's what Celeste Little Horse does. Individual thing. You know, it's kind of an individual thing. But, uh, exactly. I was just curious. You know? Yeah, I was just curious. Hmm? Yeah. So you've been to quite a few. What is Ty, and I can't think of Ty's last name. What is Ty it? Evans. A lot of his clinics. Ty Evans. And you've been to a lot yeah. of his clinics. So. Celeste and I were talking about, about learn. Okay, uh, yeah, the, the Ty Evans clinics. He's a, a you know, mostly a clinician on the mule side, um, and it's it's uh, it's not how to be your your mule's best friend. I don't think that would be the right way to put it, but but really about building those those relationships. Uh, with, with yourself and your critter. Celeste takes her horse there and and um, seen a lot of horses at, at his clinics. So it applies whether you got short ears or long. But um, right. his big thing, I guess to distill it down, his big thing is that every ride begins on the ground. Um, and that's a short way of saying that if you can't control your animal on the ground, um, you really have no business being up on them because you, you're not going to have control there either. Uh, right. And and I I used to be a guy that hated groundwork. I, I, I never I didn't see the point but to asking my animals to to run in circles, you know, until they were tired. I figured I was just making them strong and misbehaving. Um, and it was really tied that that showed me one the error of, 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 of that that thought pattern. But that groundwork isn't about lunging in circles mindlessly. It's about having the critters listen to you on the ground. Um, so, you know, we do a lot of circles because I don't like to walk that far. But we do a heck of a lot more of, all right, you've gone to the right. Now let's go to the left. Let's move our hinds. Let's move our fronts. Um, that Those type of exercises um, and it's really gotten to the point, Coco, Coco is so soft and, 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 and willing from the ground with just, you know, pointing, uh, you know, with the lead, I can move all right. four of her feet. You know, that's, that's kind of nifty. I can move a, a, a left hind by pointing, <laughs> you know. Um, that's, that's power. <laughs> yeah, that that uh, that is, and I truly believe that that uh, has really gone. Uh, it's enabled me to make great headway uh, when I'm when I'm uh, in the saddle. Uh, you know, Coco is by far the softest critter I have ever ridden, um, and I hope it doesn't get it, it doesn't turn me in, in, into taking things for granted uh, like I did with Ruger at first. I don't need no reins. I can drive with my seat in my legs. 
Um, but, you know, my goal uh, for all of them is to use my reins as little as possible, you know, just to, as, a, as, as an aid, but really uh, have those leg and feet cues be where, where stuff comes in. I, I hate, you know, you know, when you stop. Um, you know, uh, and I, and I, I, sometimes I feel like I've really done Ruger a disservice because with him, you know, I, I, I used to have to pull back on those reins. You know, I, I, I don't want to do that anymore. I don't want to be in their mouth all the time. Um, you know, I want that real light, soft feel. Um, and if it hadn't been for that groundwork, I don't think I'd be where I am today with it. Um, so that's Ty's thing. He comes from the um, well, that great desert basin, Vaquero, California tradition, you know, where, yeah. where they're trying to make everything into a, a, a bridal horse or a bridal mule, you know, with the uh, – um, Bozalitas uh, and that type of thing. Now, I don't like those kind of hats, so I don't want to go into that tradition. Uh, <laughs> but I do want that nice, soft animal. Uh, so whether you, you you decide that you want to go into the uh, the Bozals uh, or the, the, those 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 Hackamore type uh, systems. Um, you know, or you want to stick with a Snapple, which is which is my plan. I think it all right. goes goes into that. And and you know, as much as I like Ty, um, you know, I like him enough that I'm I'm taking him into the Bob for he'll be able to say he went into the Bob after next week. You know, until now I've been giving him grief. You know, for you it's the Bob Marshall Wilderness Complex. Get it right now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, but, you know, different clinicians and, 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 you know, I have different ways of, of teaching the same thing and, and, you know, being on the uh, clinic and the expo circuit myself, you know, I get to hang out with, 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 you know, the various clinicians, the, 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 the right. Schillers, the Pirellis, you know, on and on. And they're all, they're all trying to help people. But they're doing it, and, and, and they're saying, saying they have the same intent, but they say it in different ways and do it in different manners. And it's whatever works right. for, you know, a particular person's uh, their point of view, and 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 what 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 set of words work best for them to get the idea that hey, I can have a better relationship with my critter. Um, and for me, you know, that that's tie. Um, I was talking with my wife the other day, is, and I said, yeah, I, I guess we're going to help with Ty's clinic next year, like we did last year and the year before. She said, yeah, yeah, Robert, you're you're a, you're a fan clubber. I'm like, no, I don't I don't want to be the fan clubber of anybody. So, well, Robert, you've been going to the guy every year for a number of years now. It counts. I said, well, i got to go to somebody else's clinic then. <laughs> Jeez. But, uh, but yeah. I, well, I whatever getting... works for you. Whatever exactly. Whatever works. It, it, we're, we're all individuals, and our critters are all individuals, and we all have different ways of learning. And and if, if, if I – you know, if Ty's 
methods click for me and you know uh, Clint Anderson's work for somebody else well well great you know as long as yeah. people are using their critters and getting out you know how you get there well, I think doesn't so. matter a bit I think so I think so and and the bottom line for me for most of it is and I love this expression he's just a trail horse you know Oh, yes, those are the what best, a crock. Those are the best horses. <laughs> yeah, those are the best horses in the world because they know more. Yeah, I saw something on Facebook a while back. Yeah, um, and, it, and it went into, you know, all the different attributes of a trail horse. You know, you know they're, 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 they need to be as soft as a dressage animal and as cowy as a, as a, as a, as a as a roping horse and all this stuff and it's all true, um, you know it's a big world once you leave that arena. <laughs> yeah, hey, it's a world once is, you leave the arena. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And as long as we're out and enjoying and and, and you know as safe as we can be, I I'd much rather do that than an arena any day of the week. <laughs> wow. Well, well, you have a lot to report back for next month and that's your trip into the bob and your yes. fish recipes for bobby and uh yep the Pesatan. yeah and, and uh, yeah the Pesatan. it's going to be a busy busy month uh, but i'll have to make sure i get it some is. good pic- pictures and i guess i will have to cook one up just so i'll have a good recipe to to share with for bobby. bobby that's right that's right that's she was she was so looking forward to some kind of recipe, and sorry she couldn't. Oh, yeah. we'll have, you to, will we'll have to make one up for. You will next time. Well, you are always oh. fun, and and again, it's like I can't believe it's been seven years, maybe a little bit longer. I'm gonna have to go back. And yeah, see. you know it we're celebrating good. our tenth year. We're celebrating our tenth year with Equestrian Legacy Radio, and. Um, it's always been that a is pretty darn nifty. That is pretty cool. It is pretty cool. There you go. Well, well Robert, that, better... we will see you next month. Next month, it'll be quick, and I'll have pictures of, of, yeah. of fish hanging off the sides of mules. All right, sounds good. Thanks so much, Robert. Uh, we'll see you next month. Take care. Bye bye now. All right, bye bye. Be back. came to Texas, hired on to run cattle, a finer cow hand I have never known, but how he loved to tell us that the country didn't suit him, and there was nothing about Texas could compare with his sweet home, he'd say. If you think that sky is blue, then you ought to see Wyoming on a clear September morning. Why it's bluer than the sea. Someday I'm going back there at the end of all my roaming. I'll turn this pony loose and never leave. Yeah, you ought to see Wyoming. Yes, sir. 
with its big hotels and streetcars. He said it's fine, but it ain't no Cheyenne. And down toward San Antonio, through the rolling hills and valleys, old Toby shook his head. And we heard that tale again. If you think them hills is tall, well, you ought to see Wyoming, where the Tetons hold the clouds around their snowy peaks. Someday I'm going back there at the end of all my roaming. I'll turn this pony and never leave. Boys, you ought to see
with PTSD through equine therapy. We'll find out more about that on Saddle Up America next week with Fred. We remind you that the shows all start on Thursdays at noon Central Standard Time for our live shows. And then you can listen to the podcast anytime at EquestrianLegacy.net, on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, or iTunes been a fun show today and we're going to invite you to join us next week starting at noon central standard time we want to encourage you to join us then and invite your friends to take a listen to equestrian legacy radio as well right now we're going to close out the show with a great song from our friend mr randy houston out in new mexico it's one called cowboy card thanks for listening So I studied those cowboy songs In no time I was qualified To make little doggies get along Got a hat, got some boots Growing hair on my upper lip What really makes my outfit pop Is the pistol on my hip I'm learning all the lingo Took a course on cowboy talk Put a rock in my boot so I would limp. Now I can walk the walk. I got jingle balls and a wild, wild rag and some big boy underwear. Studied up on raising fruit in case I had to grow a pair. I say my outfit that you are a cowboy, yippee coyote lady who. Cowboy card. I can hardly wait to saddle old paint and punch some cows around. Push them here, push them there, push them up and I push them down. I'd buy a pair of woolly shafts if you know someone who has them. And a dictionary that translates cowboy sarcasm. I say by Ralph, it's you or a cowboy, yippee coyote lady who can yourself now fit. You can be a cowboy too. The punchers and the buckaroos soon be a calling me. Issues me my cowboy car.